Okay, here we go. The Panda Magazine. He's about to get crazy and wild. Stay for a while. Don't touch your radio dial. Magazine. Kicking it back. Sports talk. Listen to that and stay tuned for some giggles and last go. <laughs> if Mikey is upset Uh-oh. that I called him out the morning I came in and all of his fecal material was all over the studio and we had to spend, not just me, other people, 10 minutes cleaning up the mess from Mikey Adams. <laughs> Welcome to the Planet Mikey Show. I still maintain that was Steve Diossi's mess. <laughs> it was Steve Diossi's mess. Oh, we got a great podcast for you. Right? Dino's here. We're going to introduce him in a moment. But first, let me introduce Bill Smith. Call him Smitty. Call him Bill. Just don't call him late for dinner. <laughs> My name is Bill Smith, and here's where I live. <laughs> Just don't call him late for dinner. <laughs> ben, huh? No. <laughs> ben Kitchen is here. Call him Young Ben or Ben Cock, which is kitchen in Swedish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But just don't call him shit for brains. Again, he gets very upset. With salutations and respect to our sponsor, Mancini Landscape Design. Guess whose house they redesigned in the backyard? Huh? Just, just guess. Yeah, one my house. Uh, it sir, looks great, by the way. Yeah, thank does, you. Gee, it, what a difference! It's modeled after. Um, it's really great. Who's that millionaire? The, the, the guy out in Washington. Uh, First and Howell the third. No, Bill Gates. Uh, Gilligan, yeah. could you hand Lovey that cocoa cream <laughs> butter so she can spread it on my nads? With salutations and respect to Mancini Landscape Design, I got to do this. This is the comment. Go ahead. I promise. Go ahead. They're prompt. They're professional. And yes, they can dig it. Check them out on Facebook. See the amazing things they've done to improve my personal backyard. Mancini Landscape Design. Rick Mancini, the owner, 508-872-8228. What's that number again? That's 508-872-8228. Did you say, yes, they can dig it? Yeah, they can dig it. I I like that. That's a great slogan. Uh, John Dennis, a famous broadcaster, uh, old friend of mine from way back. I think I met you, Dino, in, I'm going to say, I was covering the Celtics. It was probably... 86. Weren't we both doing TV? Yeah. We yes, were, yeah, yes. We were both doing TV. I was TV. a seven. I was channel three in Hartford. I was just some peon. And <laughs> I said, I can get some sound bite. I know. I'll ask this guy. He works for channel seven. He can talk. And Well, you did. You did gave it. me a great sound bite. I also had you on a live shot. This is kind of weird. You were at the uh, uh, Marvelous Marvin Hagler fight in Vegas. Which one? Uh, I don't remember. Ray Leonard? <laughs> Could have been, yes. And Burns. Channel 3 says, we're going to do this thing, because it was Westinghouse broadcast. We shared some Oh, bit. okay. And you got on there. I had a three-minute window on the 5.30 news. And I blabbed all the way through your three minutes. I wanted you to. I wasn't ready to deal. <laughs> I said, I, I don't know how long this guy's going to go, yeah. this John Dennis guy. But you took the whole thing. Ooh. You took the ball and ran with it was for I a Was I obnoxious? No. No? No, you, you sure? were, fa- you were uh, filled with factoids and, and pertinent information. And I was like, Phew, that's, that's a show I don't have to do. <laughs> <laughs> One last thing I got to worry That's about. Dino do it. Yeah, that goes that goes back to the eighties. Uh, anyway, Dino. Now you're not to be confused, John Dennis, with the John Dennis who's Republican congressional candidate from New Jersey. That's correct. Although you are kind of Republican, but I, I am. But I am. I am named after John Dino Dennis. Do you know who that is? Uh, no. Aside wow. from you, you don't. Well, who? Why? Who John Dino Dennis was a heavyweight boxer of little renown. 
that fought out of the Petronelli Brothers gym oh. in Brockton okay. at about the same time Marvin and Robbie Sims were coming out. Yeah, they and, put a lot. And his, and his name is on the poster, John Dino Dennis. And I think he's like uh, 2, 14, and 1, I believe, was his career. Is he still alive? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah. I have no idea. We but should it, look him up. Yeah, John Dino Dennis. There really is somebody. Well, there's also a John Dennis, uh, the mayor of West Lafayette, Indiana. Is that right? Who's a former police officer, husband, and father. This is according to his, his Facebook page. Beatles fan, Batman extraordinaire fan. <laughs> and it said motorcycle knucklehead. Wow. So you got yeah. both of Wait, there's I, more. I will not be confused with that. <laughs> no. <laughs> or English dramatist oh, John Dennis. Now we're talking. Who died in 1734. Oh. Uh, he was from England. Of course, he uh, he went to a place called Carrie's <laughs> He went to hell. He got his BA degree in 1679. Well. That's a... Uh, God, that's 300 years before Thurman Munson died. Was that like a five-year program? Uh, in the next year after that that he got his degree, he was fined and dismissed from his college for having wounded a fellow student with a sword. Ooh. Wow. They didn't screw around. Is that though. a euphemism? Or? What, the dueling pistols weren't available? <laughs> See, that's what they did in the old days. Who, who was the president who got shot in a duel? Or no, it was Alexander Aaron Hamilton. Burr. Aaron Burr. Burr. Yeah. And, Ham- and Alexander Hamilton. Unbelievable. Well, the guy that the play's about. They didn't screw around. When yeah. they had a fight, they said, all right, that's at, it. At 10 paces, by the way. Yeah. At 10 freaking paces. Duel. And, t- and it's to the death. Like 10 paces, like the distance between you and me, right? And by now. the way, they were big guys. I mean, not I mean tall guys. They were important guys. Right. Freaking Aaron Burr, uh, Alexander Hamilton, was right. the vice president, right? Mm-hmm. He, he was, was the, the freaking vice president of the Treasury, when he got into right. a duel. That, that, that'd be like Kamala Harris or, or, you know, shooting somebody. Who's the governor of Texas? Please, please. Uh, please. Uh, now? now? Yeah. Cotton, didn't it? No. Abbott. 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 Wouldn't you like, just like to see Abbott have a duel with Adam Schiff? <laughs> one of them in a wheelchair and the other one's just a pussy. Wouldn't <laughs> <laughs> that be great? Yeah. And he loses. Anyway. And the other uh, guy was the Secretary of Treasury. So this was like, you know, yeah. high level officials shooting each other. So the John Dino Dennis thing, Dino became, is a, it's a nickname. That's yeah, like they yeah, asked yeah. Yogi why they call it the Yogi Bear. Why, why do they call you Yogi? He says it's my nickname. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's classic. But. You have an interesting resume on IMDb. Ooh. Now, I don't know if you ever checked this out. Have you ever? I have. He's got an IMDb r- resume. Now Why? That, that's like the movie uh, clearinghouse for yeah, resumes. For what you've been in. For actors. Right. Well, yeah. yeah. But, okay, we all know about the Fairley Brothers things you've done. Connect. Connection with them. Shallow Hal, you played the... the the part of a Capitol Grill host? <laughs> yes. And what? if you see the scene... What's that? Gwyneth Paltrow, who... Had body makeup on and a body suit to make her look about 500 pounds. Yeah. Walks into the Capitol Grill and there's a Mater D behind the desk and there's me standing next to the Mater D with uh, menus in my hand. Okay. And Gwyneth Paltrow walks in and her father and mother are with her and they ask for a table. And the Mater D, who happens to be black, said, Oh, uh, very nice to meet you. Uh, you look lovely tonight. He said, I'm a rose between two thorns. The father said this. And the Mater D said, John will seat you now. And I said, Walk this way, and they followed me out. Now she walks past the bar, and if you look closely, you'll see Jerry Callahan kind of turn around and look at her ass peering as she goes her peering ass. at her ass as she goes by. And the end of the story is the Mater D was Darius Rucker. Oh, from Hootie and the Blowfish. Hootie and the Blowfish. Thing. Yes, that's it. Yeah, Hootie. See, yes, Hootie. So Hootie and I worked I only together. I want to be with you. <laughs> Hootie and I worked together. You did. Yes, Hootie. you, you yes. and Hootie. still friends. Yeah. Okay, so that that was your. I don't know how much money you got on that. Doesn't matter. You were in a movie. I, yeah. See, I've been telling uh, Chris Meyer and everybody from the Fairley Brothers for t- fifteen years. Can I just have a walk by where I walk behind somebody and I got nothing? Uh-huh. You were in 
Me, myself, and Irene, you yes. played an FBI agent. FBI agent, mm-hmm. correct. Now, you know my dad was an FBI agent? I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. he was a, F- a G-man. Wow. <laughs> I have a picture framed. Uh, I have J. Edgar Hoover picture. I have a letter from J. Edgar Hoover. Was he wearing a dress? <laughs> yes, he was. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> my father got a letter when I was born saying, uh, from the office of the director, it said, uh, Dear Mr. Adams, I have just been informed of the birth of your son, Michael. I know you and your wife are proud and happy parents. May the future hold much happiness for your oh. little boy, J. Oh. Edgar Hoover. Oh. And you don't, first of all, he's dead. You don't get, he's in 72, so you don't get a lot of his signatures anymore. No. But actually, how did he know I was going to be such a shitball of a kid, though? <laughs> you know? He had his eye on you. Yeah, they've been watching you. Yeah, that's right. Uh, FBI, I stuck on you. You were an L.A. restaurant patron. What yes. Were you, what were you just, uh, just sitting there? Um, yes, he was a lounge piano player. Uh, Greg right. Kinnear and uh, Matt, Damon. Matt Damon. Thank yeah. you. We're stuck on each other. And Jerry and I were standing <laughs> right. at, the, at the piano that he was playing, that the two of them were playing. And the thing that stands out about that, if you watch the movie, you will see a carafe of cold champagne that's sitting on the grand piano that they're playing. And we're standing, standing next to him listening. And Jerry's got a, a, a young Russian date, and I've got some other date. And we're supposed to be like lounge lizards with our dates yeah. listening to them play the piano. But there was a bottle of uh, Dom Perignon on the piano in one of those cooler things. And we must have done 30 takes of the same stupid thing. And every single time, the prop person would go by and spray mist on the champagne to make bottle it look cold. to make it look like it was sweating. Yeah, it was yeah. all continuation from the way it looked before. Right. Yeah. Ugh. See, I... The glamour of freaking movie making. <laughs> it's, it's, unbelievable. it's unbelievable. I have never had anybody spray me to make me look like I'm sweating. I can do it naturally. You do it by I do yourself. It all by myself. Uh, <laughs> of course, in Kingpin, you had a big role oh, because you were. That was my moneymaker. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You played the 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 bowling announcer. The, well, uh, Chris Schenkel, God rest his soul. Yeah. The voice of ABC's bowling show forever. Right. Uh, and I were the play by play guys during the big Ernie McCracken, Bill Murray, and uh, Woody Harrelson. Uh, bowling scene. That must have been great. It was great. We were 10 days in Reno, and it's at the National Bowling Center. And if you stand on aisle number one, lane number one, it goes over the horizon. It's so big. It's like 190 million lanes from one to whatever. It goes over the horizon. It's so big. We took that over for a long period of time. And for my little part, well, it wasn't little, actually. Uh, I was in the movie for about the last 35 minutes. And spent 10 days in Reno to do that. Right. Yeah. But you were doing all the play-by-play at the big uh, yes, uh, the, yeah, event. The big, right, yeah. exactly. And Morgana came out, and Bill Murray cops a feel on her boob, but she goes by and goes, yeah. oh, how gallant she, of him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she had gigantic jugs. Now, the, the nice thing about it was, and I can't imagine what the big stars like Woody and Bill Murray got yeah. for their residuals. I mean, beyond whatever they got paid. Yeah. I didn't get paid. I just got residuals through uh, Screen Actors Guild. I was getting seven, eight, nine thousand dollars $9,000. Every couple of months wow. would, would come Damn. for pay-per-view and, and all that sort of stuff. I did that in a year one time. <laughs> you, you know, that, Bill Murray's a pretty cool guy. I, I don't know how – did you have any interaction? Oh, yes, very much. I have a Murray story. I got a, well, I got a picture of you. In fact, I'm going to put it on the tweet when I tweet about this podcast of him kissing you on the head. Yes, yes. Well, what was that all about? Well, we, it, they did some publi- – well, it's, it started he out – He likes you. It was innocent. It was innocent. <laughs> then it went out of control. That was a little pose picture with Chris Schenkel. Uh, Woody Harrelson, Bill Murray, and me. Yeah. 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 Uh, anyway, my $7,000 over the years 
reduced a little bit, reduced a little bit. Now every two months I get a check for fourteen ninety five. You're right, Ooh. exactly. You but they're still coming in. You, you can afford even, the DVD now. Exactly. You don't even, almost don't even want to walk to the mailbox for that kind of money. <laughs> really, honestly. Well, Bill Murray came to uh, the Greater Hartford Open one time when he was he was friends with Peter Jacobs. Oh yeah, really very good, good pals. Yeah. So Peter had had not made the cut, and it, all of a sudden a limo pulls up and on Saturday. It was you know after he didn't make the cut. And out jumps Bill Murray and because he, he's picking up Peter to take him somewhere in the limo. So I got a camera guy with me. I go, oh, Bill Murray, let's run over there and talk to him, see if he'll talk to us. We run over there. I don't even ask him. I just take the microphone, walk up to him, and I go, so you're here to give Peter some tips? And he looks right at me, and he says, yeah, mostly, not golf, though. He goes, uh, fashion, fashion tips. <laughs> He says he's been copying my refrigerator repairman look for years now, but I don't think he's shown quite enough butt crack. <laughs> so I took that and we ran it on the news, of course. Yeah, sure. And he was just quick and easy with the whole yeah, thing. Yeah. And I thought this guy's pretty cool, you know. Uh, but how about the uh, well, a good a good move on your part, not to say, hey, can I have a couple minutes of your time? No, yeah. like, no, I'm, I'm, nah. I'm, I'm, but to do it, he knows he's immediately on camera and mm-hmm. he's got to perform. Right. So good move, veteran move by sure. you. Mikey. That's the old. Oh, I'd rather ask the uh, forgiveness than permission. Exactly, and it works exactly very very well. Well, about halfway through the ten day shoot, uh, Murray at the end of the day says, uh, "Road trip tonight." We're in Reno. You ever been in Reno? No. Uh, what's it called? The biggest little town in America? Yeah. Whatever. It's kind of a little scuzzy, but it's all right. It's like Vegas. It's little like, scuzzy. It's like Vegas that needs power washed. Okay? <laughs> right. Yeah, that kind of thing. So so Bill says, road trip tonight. We're all going to go play Baccarat. And nobody knew how to play Baccarat. I'm going to teach everybody. So it was Peter Fairley, Bobby Fairley, me, a um, couple other people, and Bill. And when we got to the table, Bill made people sit around him. And he said, stand right behind me and Pete on one side and Bobby on this side. Because people were, you know, kind of like a little fence. And he was low-keyed. He wasn't a big deal about it. And within five minutes of us starting to play Baccarat and Bill explaining, and it's kind of complicated uh, how to play, there's a guy directly across the table, maybe 20 feet away, holding all this material. Like, looks like scripts or, or uh, pages and pages of stuff. And he's holding like a book, scrapbook and stuff like that. And he's staring at Bill like this. And we could see that he had zoned in on Bill. And Bill says, don't make eye contact. 10 o'clock, don't make eye clock. 10 o'clock, 10 o'clock. Don't, do not make fucking eye contact at 10 o'clock. And the guy just standing there and standing there. So finally Bill couldn't take it anymore. After about 20 minutes, the guy hadn't moved. He was, the only staring. thing he wasn't doing wasn't drooling. Yeah. He wasn't drooling yet. Right, right. But he was looking at Bill. So finally Bill looks up to him and he acknowledges him. And he motions the guy to come over. And a guy just kind of drifts over, and he's got he's got all the scripts of all the movies and all these photographs of Bill oh, over the years yeah. and all this sort of stuff. God. And, and, and I said, oh, my God, he's not going to ask Bill to sign these things. And he was, and he had a pen, the whole thing. And, and, and rather than sign them, Bill walked up to him and stood up from the table, turned around, put his arms around the guy's shoulders and pulled him in tight. He says, I knew I loved you from across a crowded room. And he turned the guy and he said, goodbye. And he pushed him and the guy just floated off. Floated Never off. said a fucking word. Didn't totally. say, can I have an autograph? And like Bill just blew his senses sure. away. He just ended the whole thing. Ended the whole thing. Yeah. In, in, a, in a way where the guy can't even complain he about couldn't it. couldn't even talk. You know? It was great. He's not going to say, oh, that Bill Murray's a jerk. No. no. Oh, oh, my God. God. He hugged he me. Hugged me. Oh. <laughs> now, you've met a lot of people, not just in the movies. You know, obviously, you, you did the radio show for how many years? Oh, I'm going to tell you. 1999? 19, 19 and a half years total on WEI, yeah. So you interviewed everyone. We know from Brady. You still talk to Brady? Yeah, actually, I do. 
Well, not, not we're not pals or anything. No, but you uh, you have you communication have with him. Yeah, their yeah. yachts are next to each other. Yeah, right. big deal. Seriously. Yeah. Uh, but you have interviewed obviously over over the years on a morning show everybody. Mm. Really, honestly, it's like is there anybody that is not on that list that you wished you'd interviewed? Because I, I mean, it, God, it went on forever. Well, um, Tiger would have loved to have Ooh. interviewed Tiger. Love to, especially when all the shit hit the fan. Yeah, and yeah. do you recall? I mean, it was that was a, a a more sanitized version in terms of the public and America's fascination. It was like OJ, but not quite. You know what I mean? Without right. without the blood. Uh, yeah, replace the blood with sex. It was sex, exactly. I mean, he banged everything. He banged everything. And every day, another woman said, yeah, he did me in the parking lot of the IHOP. You over, know? over easy. Over easy. <laughs> you know? And I would have given any... Well, obviously, he's not going to do I got an extra rasher of bacon out of that one, I'll tell you. <laughs> God. Well, yeah. yeah, that was a big story because oh, it was huge. The, because it took him to a a, a, a human, filthy little level. You yes. Know? It's like when Clinton jogged with the hookers, you know, or, or you know, go out... You know what he always did. But... <laughs> But uh, Tiger, he was on this pedestal. Well, yeah, it had everything. It had fame. It had fortune. It had sex. It had deceit. It had a, a scorned wife right. who was freaking beautiful. Unbelievable. It had an injury. She smacked him in the face with a nine iron. He crashed his car. Right. I mean, that was great stuff. That was an unbelievable. Yeah. They could make a little mini series out of that. It was OJ and nobody died. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So much better than the Sandusky era. Oh, my Ooh. God. Yeah, that was that was like sickening, though. Oh, so gross. You know? I think everybody got a prurient, whatever that word is, prurient interest yeah. to watch the, the, the guy, as you said, on the pedestal just come crashing down. Right. Oh, and, my and then, God. And then half of them hoping he'll climb back up on it again. Yes, and he did. The other he half did. saying, oh, you know, he's, he's, he's done. He's he'll done. never do it. No, right, right. Um, oh, can I, can I tell you the fluff story he, as a golfer? Does it have to do with marshmallow fluff? No, 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 no. no. But he, we had his caddy on. The year after you won the Masters for the first time. Yeah. And this is a golfing story that golfers would appreciate. And so toward the end of the interview, I'm looking at Jerry, and we're going, oh, like a minute left. And then with Fluff, it's going pretty good. And I'm thinking to myself, while Jerry's asking a question, what can I ask Fluff that golfers would say, oh, fuck, that's a great question. That's what I want to know. And I came up with it. I said, Fluff, hey, great talking to you. But before we let you go, give me your best distance and club selection story that will amaze us about Tiger. Not a good question? Yeah, it is. He goes, oh, he says, well, last year at the Masters, he said he's on 14 or whatever the whole, he's in the pine straw. The kid looks at me. He know, I know what he wants. He says, uh, I go um, 191 to the front, 197 pin, the green ends at 202. Tiger looks at me and says, you think nine iron's too much? 191 <laughs> front. He goes, you think nine iron's too much? Plus, so nah, I don't think nine iron's too much. Easiest question anybody ever asked can be said. Yeah. yeah. It's nine iron, nine iron from, too much? Much from 197. <laughs> exactly. Oh, uh, yeah. John is uh, John Dennis is a, is a uh, you had a golf show even. You you not only been talking about golf, playing golf for a long time. There was a period of time where you had an injury, you couldn't play or yep. you didn't play. Golfing the world. But you're back at it now. Yes, as I know. Yes, from mediocre. The, from watching you, yeah, no, yeah, you were putting really, really putting well. well. We played uh, a week ago Monday at a Jimmy Fun golf tournament, and Dino saved our our group at least five times <laughs> with with good putting. Uh, and I ruined us. No, no. On- you came on on the seventeenth and the eighteenth. You laid in the is laid in the weeds for yes. sixteen holes. Yes. And when we needed you the most, Mikey, you rose to the occasion yes. on seventeen and eighteen. Well, that's good, but it didn't help us. Did no, it? Didn't, we, we didn't win. We were eleven under. We came in like fifth. <laughs> these, these golf tournaments, unbelievable. But you uh, now 
as a snowbird, as you just yeah, self describe, yeah, yeah. yeah. uh, you're in Florida nine months out of the 12 months of the year. I am, yeah. Kathy, my wife, is up here a little longer. She's got three grandsons uh, yeah. in, in the area, Metro West. So she comes up back and forth more than I do. And she came back earlier than I did. But me, uh, nine months in Florida and three months here, she's more like seven or eight months yeah. down there in four or five. And I hear there. they have decent weather in Florida pretty much. Well, for golf. <laughs> it depends so when much. you're there. You can't be there in the summer. No, so no, it's, yeah. it's, it's July, it's, August, awful. It's like it is That's today why I'm up here, here in July and August. Yeah, but it's like it's like exactly. down. We just came up to the Florida weather up here, and I got in, a hurricane. In so I leave Florida <laughs> and, and I come to New England and get a hurricane, yeah. which was a dud. Was it a dud at your house? Yeah, absolute. It dud. was an absolute dud. It was like yeah. a, it was like a Richard Simmons fart in a hot tub. Jeez, <laughs> you barely <laughs> noticed the bubbles. But we did get three tornado warnings. <laughs> yeah. Oh, by yeah. the way. Not that I would know what a Richard Simmons fart in a hot tub looks like. I, just so you know, I don't know anything about that. Um, so I, I'm uh, Tom Brady. We, we, I asked you about Tom Brady. You told me that you you text back and forth with Tom Brady. Uh, yeah, sometimes. Well, it's, it's most email. Oh, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Could you ask him if he could sign a shirt for me? <laughs> <laughs> and would he come on next week's podcast? <laughs> right. Two things. Uh, at, at WEI, now we, we left about the same time. You left a few months after I did. I got forced out by the Kirk Minahan uh, coup d'etat. De, de I, I call it the muttony on the bounty. <laughs> uh, That's sheepish. It was, it was August uh, when you left, I think, August of 2016. Six, 16 or 17. 16. Yeah. And, I, and I was out of there in uh, June. Of 2016, but we, you know, we were there for a long time. At the same time, you and you and Callahan did the show from '99, I believe. You know, and I was supposed to be meter. Did you know that? Yeah, Jason Wolf. When I went to New York to be at WNEW, he says, "Oh, that's too bad, Jason, because that's too bad because now I have a job for you." I said, "What was the job?" He says, "On the morning show as the third wheel." I said, "Oh, that would have been great." I, you know, Although I love meter, I, I do too. I love meter, and meter did a great job. He did a great job. Uh, but I was like, "Ah!" Oh. And I went to New York and I had to work with that bitch, Leslie Gold, oh. instead. And I was like, "Why did I make that choice? I screwed that up." Had you not done that, I wouldn't have had to clean up your mess the, from the yeah. night before. Exactly, <laughs> Dick. Which was a classic, by the way. I still get requests for that when I'm sleeping. Um, the the thing about the the radio station was uh, Jason under Jason Wolf. It seemed so stable and so secure and, you know. And so efficient and so on point. It, it was, and by the way, it was also like number one. And know? well-staffed. Yep. And all of a sudden, it, you know, everything just fell to shit at that radio station. And I don't understand. I mean, Kevin Graham comes in, Kevin Graham comes in and I, I fondly call him uh, pussy. <laughs> don't, don't I? With all fondness. Yeah. He didn't have a nut on him, and not a single nut on him. And you know what's even better than that? He trained Joe Zarbano to be his to be his uh, assistant nut, assistant nut, <laughs> nutless. And I think that's when it all started to go downhill, don't yeah, you? Yeah. Well, I mean, there were a number of things that conspired and came together. That they waited way too long. David Fields on David Fields' dime waited way too long to go from 8:50 a.m. to an FM signal. Yeah. While everybody else was doing FM, and nobody younger than 50 freaking turns on AM radio ever. They just ever no. ever don't. So it's not there. Plus all the other things that were coming to the you know podcasts and books and yeah. other. 
opportunities and, and choices that you had in the morning. So we have a crap signal that when the traffic light changes, the signal goes out in your car. It's, exactly. <laughs> right. With static. Uh, even under a bridge close to Boston, you can't hear it. Then the, then the hub, you know, goes on the air and puts together a solid, you know, journalistically, you know, sports-oriented show. Yep. Shows. On FM. On FM with a great signal. And suddenly there's, a, there's an, uh, an opportunity to go somewhere else. Yeah. There's a choice for other people to make. And we did not respond. Now, what about the big shots in charge of Intercom? It's the third largest radio company in the world or whatever it is. I don't know. Who is saying, you know, I think we'll do okay on AM against that F- CBS and the FM side? Come on. See, this is a, this is a case of, of that old axiom. It's, it's harder to stay at the top than get at the top. Yeah. Because when you're trying to get at the top and you're shooting at somebody, there's a goal. There's a carrot at the end of your stick. Right. Ooh, we got to get those numbers to pass that guy. And that's the mindset that 98.5 The Hub had. Right. EEI was the big dog. We're going to kick their ass. Sure. They're right in front of it. Now we're getting closer. We're getting closer. And we're sitting fat and happy like, well, we, yeah. we, we don't need to give a shit about that. 14-minute commercial ah, breaks. We're WEEI. Yeah, right. yeah, really. I mean, we had, uh, uh, at night, I remember we had, I'd go downstairs and smoke five cigarettes when I smoked cigarettes. And then come back, I mean, commercial break still wasn't yeah. over. Yeah. It was unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. How many how many spots they ran? I mean, that's when, when they were the only game in town. That's right. That's right. And, and they were charging a lot for them, making a lot of money for the radio station. But boy, what a total disaster! And then they signed their life away financially to the Red Sox on a ten trillion dollar bill over a hundred million years. Yes, you know. Right. And suddenly, oh, a lot of resources dried up yep. because they had to have Red Sox baseball. Yeah. Well, yeah. When, you, when you pay that much for Red Sox baseball, you know you got mutt. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I'm not. No, I was going to say, you're not sorry at I'm all. I'm not even a little bit sorry. So at all the years at EEI, yeah. funny moments, lots of unbelievably funny moments uh, on that morning show. I was, a, honestly, I was a hardcore listener to that, that radio show, Dennis Callahan show, and even when I was an early morning person. But I didn't give a shit what other people were saying. I wanted to hear what you guys were saying because it was always funny. Now, you took a lot of heat for being conservatives. Yes. Both of you. Yes. Uh, is that a reason for the success that you were not a traditionally uh, liberal Boston Democratic left leaning group of yeah, people? Well, we weren't NPR, that's for sure. Yeah, and and I think more people than you think, even though we're in Boston, Massachusetts, the liberal you know capital of the world, Absolutely. and Cambridge is right across the river, and everybody is so freaking open minded, their brains fall out because they're so liberal. I think there was a we were sort of an oasis. For sports fans, for people who do what we all do, you know, sit around, have families on the weekends, have barbecue, drink <laughs> beer, watch the games, you know, live and die with the teams, all that sort of stuff, yeah. who don't care about binary pro, uh, pronouns and transgendered bathrooms and all these kinds of things. They give a shit about, you know, why does Cam Newton not getting a goddamn vaccine shot? Because he's not Joe quarterback now because he didn't get the vaccine shot. Now right. he's out. For, I mean... That's what people were passionate about. Yeah, so I, mean, I don't think it's so much the politics, although I don't think we necessarily drove a lot of people away. No. But we did hear from people who, you know. And, and some people will listen because they're pissed at what you said. Absolutely. No I mean, question about that. Huge amount of, yes. of, of those people out yeah. there uh, that will, you know, try to hear you say something that they get pissed at. I, I do the same thing on Twitter. You know, I, I mean, I've, I watch MSNBC and CNN and Fox News because I want to see the difference between sure. their coverage or lack thereof with various stories. But it's like, it's like they're reading scripts. Scripts that were given to them. I MSNBC and CNN seem to have the same scripts when it comes to Joe Biden. You hear the same words. The words are yep. passed out by somebody, and yep. they all use. They, you know what? The original, the first time I noticed it when Trump was president, <clears throat> and every single broadcaster on every single network, with the exception of Fox, said, 
babies ripped from their mother's arms uh-huh. at the border. That was the catchphrase yep. that every single anchor, every single reporter, every person live at the border would say, babies being ripped from their mother's arms at the border. In cages. Yeah, and in cages. In cages. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And that was going on before Trump and after. And oh, during. Obama built the cages. <laughs> you know? Jesus. That's what's frustrating about watching these. But, you know, the journalism side of things is really dead. There is no neutral, oh, no, reliable no, 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 no. source. No, they're all commentators. Right. And, and they've, they've lost all semblance of even pretending they are. Yeah. In fact, somebody, one of the, I think it was Chuck Todd, said, no, no, I'm, I'm not here to report the facts. No. I'm here to tell you what's true. Yeah. Oh, Thank really? You, you mean yeah. according to your brain? What's true according to your brain? Yeah, yeah, and and they they uh, they word it the exact same way. And, and CNN is the worst though, because it, with MSNBC and Fox, you know what they are, you yeah. know where they're coming from, because Fox is on the right and MSNBC is clearly on the left. CNN comes on, on with uh, your be- your most trusted name in news, <laughs> and you know facts matter, on, and they just suck. Yeah. I CNN. I mean, honestly, I, I, I want you to want to puke. And all the people on it, like Nurse Ratchet, she's on the morning show with uh, now, uh, what's her name? Uh, what's her name? What's the lady's name on the morning? I've never, I never watch it. I, I don't never, watch. I only see it if I'm walking through an airport. That it, seriously. It's the only time my yeah. eyes touch CNN broadcast. Now, how did they get that deal where you have to watch CNN when you're in an airport? That You know, that makes the world think of us. That was a brilliant move, though, that they did marketing-wise. But too bad they just turned and, to be so liberal. And by the way, I will say this. Even... The most liberal media outlets are beginning to sour just a little bit on our commander in chief yeah, based on yeah. what's happening in Afghanistan. He, it's almost indefensible. And think about this. I mean, it's one thing to be, uh, how do I want to say this? Cognitively impaired as the president. My, my butt's been wiped. My, <laughs> my butt's been wiped. But when your national security advisors and your military advisors, when asked what we should do in Afghanistan, tell you, yeah. we need to get our people and our allies out before you announce that we are pulling our troops out and we're done with this right. war. They and Joe, to... because he's so much smarter than these guys, said, mm. oh, i got a good idea. I need a bump in the polls. I need people to think, oh, he's bringing the boys home. He's bringing the, the troops home. Yeah. He's bringing the men and women in uniform home. And so he brought them home, and he did it. He put the cart before the horse. Absolutely. So all he had to do was whisper in everybody's ear in Afghanistan, you know, get the fuck out of here. Now, a couple of weeks, get out of here. Yeah. Get out. You get out of here. Get out, 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 out. Yeah, don't tell and anyone, but don't in tell a couple anyone, months, we're getting out. out. In a couple months, everybody's out. That's all. Then you announce, we're done, and we're pulling our troops out. Yeah. Now, we've announced it. The Taliban has, you know, rushed, rushed in. And sure. here's the worst part. Bad enough to be demented enough to reverse the cart and the horse. Now... He is actually negotiating with the Taliban. He sent an envoy over there to say this. Uh, we, we, would you mind if we took a little bit longer to get our people out of Afghanistan? Maybe, I, I know I know we said September 1st, but if we could just have to like the 5th or the 6th or the 7th, it, it would be really good. And the <laughs> Taliban guy looked at him and said, GFY, yeah. fuck yourself. Right. So we are now negotiating and asking permission from these Terrorists. Yeah, and by the way, you can keep our guns and all. Oh, our, they got our, our guns. They got our tanks. They got our, all our stuff. So we're asking for permission if we can have a little more time to get them out of there. How putridly embarrassing you know, is he's that? He's the commander in chief. He's the commander in chief. So well, you got to listen to him. You got to do what he says. I can only imagine what it would have been like if Trump had handled this, mishandled this oh thing God. the same way. Uh, you know, another be his third impeachment. You know, no right. question about right. it. Right. Uh, should. Uh, by the way, do we have that Lumi Lumi commercial? Do you have that? Oh. Okay. Ben's going to jump into action here. You know, Smitty, you like you see how Ben mm. 
quickly jumps into action. Cat-like quickness. Cat-like quit. You know, the thing about Ben is his job description is loose. We have him doing doing a whole bunch of things. (laughs) Jack of all trades. I saw this commercial on TV, and I didn't think of any of you guys. You're lucky to to know. What is it called? It's uh, L-U-M-E, Lumi. No, this is loony. He types loony in there. Come on, Ben. No, I saw this ad on TV, and I'm you know nowadays on TV you see ads for all kinds of things. You see ads for uh, HIV medicines. You see uh, uh, commercials for uh, you know Cialis uh, and Viagra. Yes, right. uh, Toenail fungus. You know this loony commercial. It's this one here. Can we play this? This is a, she looks like a Breck girl. Wholesome, she's, isn't she? She's talking about... Because Lumi conquers all body odor, not just your privet drive. You can use it on pits, feet, or any other stinky crevice. <sighs> just take a pea-sized amount and apply it like a lotion to your private. Oh, my God. Private. Are you, is this real? <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Lumi was created by an OBGYN to be totally safe and effective. It's made with gentle ingredients and only goes on the outside, not the inside. And despite what the douchebags tell you, the outside is where the odor is anyway. Lumi. Keep your privates private. She so, talked about an the, outside. Oh my! There's God. other versions of this where they say, you know, and these these. I'm glad my mother's not alive, and I had to watch that with her. <laughs> these these could cause odors, and it had a list, you know, sweat, semen. Huh? It, I mean, it, it had a list of things that can cause butt crack, sweat, and all this, and all these odors. I saw it on TV. I said, what, "Really? You can advertise a product like that for body stink?" Well, what the hell? What's this world coming to? She made reference to an outside crevice. Well, they they showed a demonstration on a peach where you're supposed to put the right, dot. Right between the crack and so the fuzz. It's on the outside, <laughs> yeah. not the inside. On the outside. That's, you know, that's, there's some people we know that need these commercials. That's true. It's a public service and to was, the rest of us, It seemed Mike. to be a female-oriented spot, right? It did. What if there's some guy that could use a little, a little swappy it. down there? Well, you know, Dick Raditz once <laughs> said to me, he goes, if you get to the belly button and you smell low tide, turn around. <laughs> <laughs> he was so matter-of-fact about it. Uh, we have uh, John Dino Dennis in the house here, and he ha- has, still holds the record for the uh, most downloads of the Planet Mikey podcast. See what I got was, for that? Yeah, he got a nice got a T-shirt. <laughs> hey, it's, it's, it's lasting pretty well. Absolutely, because I'm sure you wear it all, all the time. The time. <laughs> uh, I sleep in it, Mikey. Ben knows. Sorry, Ben, is that your microphone? Yeah. <laughs> uh, ben knows that that was by far the the top episode we had. Oh, uh, it's not even close. Yeah, which means your listeners have very low standards. I think. Well, I think no, John's, it was, it was right in the top left. four. Yeah, I think you have two in the top four. You have the top one by a lot. Watch this one bomb. Well, no, no. No, it's a bomb. The thing is, it won't suck. It won't, though. (laughs) It's going to suck. I know it's going to suck. The thing is, though. It feels like it's going to (laughs) suck. No, it's not going (laughs) to suck. It's going to be great. It's going to get as many as. Hey, in fact, we should solicit people to make this the number one overall episode. It would get get Dino a fucking trophy or something. He can put in his golf. (laughs) Can I get another t shirt? (laughs) Yeah, I'll get you some. I'll get you. We have a black one or white one. How about a Boston baseball hat? Oh, yeah. A knockoff. (laughs) From China. Go ahead. Keep going. Uh, You were at Channel 7 for how many years? Uh, 20. And TV. You know, the TV. John Henning and Jack Cole were the first two anchors when I started doing sports on Channel 7. Who was the weather babes? Uh, Dr. Fred Ward. Oh, he's a babe. And then Harvey came in right after I got there. And Harvey and I were kind of, our TV careers were side by side until I... Went to the dark side of radio. Mm-hmm. Now, you won eight Emmys. Yeah. Wow. So I, I only got three. Of course, you know, I was funny looking. You know, no one's, people, you got to watch to get an Emmy. See, even Brady doesn't have eight Emmys. No. Nah. He's only got seven. Well, he's, Super Bowls. He's got oh, rings. seven Super Bowls. 
but uh, Channel Seven was back. That was back in the glory days of, of TV sports and TV news, oh, when, when everybody knew the names yeah, of the yeah, people yeah. who yeah. were on each station. Right now, try to name. If can you name me five sports anchors? Well, see, but nobody watches local newscasts for sports anymore. Right. You know, the day of days of Lynch and Lobel and Dennis getting five and a half or six minutes to go through every sport and all the scores and right. all that just don't exist anymore because Sports Center is there, Nesson is there, yeah. everybody is there, the NFL Network is there. So. Uh, and you could see it coming, you know, toward the end. Sure. Your five minutes went to four, your four went to two and a half, your, then it went to one and a half, and if something broke, then you had like, uh, you know. 15 second tease. 13 <laughs> seconds, you're out of there. Yeah. Yeah, so it became much and much less important. So let me think. Can I do it? Uh, Steve Burton would be one. Okay. Uh, is Joe Amersino still doing Channel 7? Amersino? That's a question. Oh. <laughs> there you go. The fact that it's a question. Uh, uh, Duke Castiglione on Channel 5. Yeah. Uh-huh. His dad's going to be with us in a few moments. Uh, Is he? Yeah, he oh, does excellent. Stiglioki. Yeah. Uh, that's three. Uh, ooh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Uh, Butch Stearns. Oh, Butch Stearns. That's four. Yeah. Okay. That's all I got. But that's pretty good, though. I mean, you yeah. do better than most people yeah. in that regard. Cas- now, uh, Gasper's at Channel 5. Oh, that's right. I don't know yeah, exactly yeah. what he does. But- yeah, he's like a... Who? Right, Chris Gasper. Oh, I thought you meant Gasper the Friendly Ghost. You, ha- I, I see. I don't know anything about. I don't want. Uh, I, I don't watch the the. No one does. No one for sports. No, no why would you? No. Or for or even for news. I think a lot of times people they just tuned out to that whole thing. You know. I mean, I don't know. I watch. I watch the three cable networks and I judge them harshly. <laughs> all of them. <laughs> you know. You're a tough creator. I can't stay. Oh, I get so pissed sometimes. <laughs> the shit they come out with on those newscasts. Um, I got to ask you about this because it was one. I thought it was great. And a lot of people, you know, it's controversial. Ryan Rossillo. Yes. I thought that was so fucking funny. <laughs> but I mean, I know he probably didn't. No. You know? Well, it kind of got ugly, and uh, I didn't, it was very uncomfortable. But because the, my daughter was involved. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's, that, that's why it was what I was going to say. Anybody that has a daughter right. understands completely Correct. where you're coming from. Correct. Or where you were coming from yes. at that time. Yeah. Uh, you know, because I. I I know I would have had a very similar reaction if if the same thing had happened to my daughter. Correct. Right. So so I didn't, I didn't have a problem with it, but a lot of people say, "Oh, Dino." Uh, well, for <laughs> <laughs> what's funny is it played out in The Sopranos, and everyone cheered Tony for what he did. Yeah. Do you do you guys remember I don't. that no, no, playing out? My memory. Um, one of the New York mobsters. Yeah. Hit saw his daughter. Oh yes. S- said some uncomfortable things to Meadow yes. at a, when she at was a eating. Bar, she and was then, eating. And she... Yeah, exactly. And then it got back to Tony, and then Tony. Pistol whipped him and Aha. made it bite the curb. So I never pistol so whipped anybody. didn't go that far? I didn't pistol whipped anybody. I just had a couple of shots and called him on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> That's great, when though. Dino was drinking, baby. But my favorite part of the whole thing was... You weren't just going to kick his ass. You were going to kick his balls up around his ears. Exactly. And I thought to myself, A, I've never seen that in all the violence I've witnessed. That's a good trick. I've never seen that. B, I'd like to see that. <laughs> well, the truth be told, he probably would have killed me. He's a younger, you see. He's kind of a meathead, isn't he? Like a he's, weightlifter he's a, meathead yeah, guy? Well, maybe he's now he is. He, did, he wasn't always that. A and B. Now he's big and jacked up. I don't when know you, about that. When you got the, the adrenaline of someone uh, dissing your daughter behind you, you have well, it wasn't just superhuman dissing. strength. It wasn't just dissing. No. It was beyond that. And, yeah. and and believe me when I tell you, alcohol played a large role at both ends of this. <laughs> he was at a party that my daughter was with a friend sure. at another party. And he was shit-faced. And <laughs> didn't he wander into somebody's house and nude? Yeah, nude N- yeah, and he, go to sleep? So obviously he and I had drinking problems. Who hasn't done that? At about the same time. Yeah, who hasn't walked into somebody else's house? <laughs> and he's at the party, absolutely legless, and said some things to my daughter that were beyond trying to pick her up. Right. I mean, beyond... He got lewd. 
I, they got lewd times ten. Yeah, mm. and I don't even want to discuss it anymore. And she hates it when it, she hates it sure. to this day when it comes up. Right. And she came home crying and upset and said, and he said the reason he wanted to do this to her is because he didn't like me on the air and didn't think I was a very good broadcaster, and so he wanted to or whatever. Perfect reason that to be an asshole. Weirdest. Yeah. Reason. And so, so it is. When, it's when, a lame reason. When, when, when my daughter breaks the news to me <laughs> the next afternoon, I've already had a couple of pops. Yeah. And so I called. I think it might have been Chach and said, "Do you have this Ryan, whatever his name is, Rotillo?" Number? I did. I really wasn't <laughs> yeah. sure. Right. Uh, and I played that up, but and he did. And so I called him. And stupid me didn't wait for him to pick up the phone. I got the answering machine. Right. Oh, I had a couple. I'm going to tell them what I think. And so but that's it's what classic. happened. You know, yeah. I, I, to me, it's uh, it was just great because. You know, it show it, it, to me. It didn't show anything bad about you. Oh, okay, maybe you had a couple of drinks. <laughs> like, By the oh, way, wow. you've been sober now. For six years. Six years. Wow, six years. Congratulations. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Six years and ninety pounds. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you look great. Thank you. You know, I don't. I mean, ninety pounds though. Well, I was. I wasn't at three hundred, but I was right around the corner from it. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I got three hundred on my SAT. <laughs> <laughs> combined. Combined. Yeah. Combined. Um, John Dennis is a, a snowbird, and he calls himself that. I, I one more thing I saw on the IMDb thing I got to ask you about. I don't know anything about this. The the Muppets. You were in a Muppets. What? No. It said the Muppets. No, not that I'm aware. You of. played a dancer. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> that, that had to be the senator I, from New Jersey. You better look at your own IMDb thing. Were you in an episode of Charmed? Nope. How come that's maybe? They I have, think there is an actor. Oh. There may be another John Dennis. They, they, they crisscrossed into your IMDb yes. profile. Yes. Okay, oh, but I will tell you this, and this is going to make you feel bad. Yeah. And I don't mean to do this because I love you, Mikey. <laughs> but you were asking Peter and Bobby to, you know, little thing. Yeah. It was announced recently, or it's in the trades, that that they're going to redo Kingpin with Bill and Woody if they can. Wow. And they're trying to put it all together, and it's schedules and money and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And I read this, and I texted Peter, and I said, I got, I'm retired. I said, I got nothing to do. I, I want to be I, play myself again. I said, you know, but whatever. You know, here's my phone number. I play with myself. And I got a text back a couple of days ago and said, if we do it, he said, you are back in the red sport coat calling the uh That's the great. Thing. Well, I'm, can I be, ask him when you next talk I'll to him. Ask can him. I be in the crowd watching sure. the fucking bowling or something, well, for actually, God's sake? I'm, speaking, today is like Santa Dino Day. Oh. And as you know, I'm downsizing. From my house here well, to something 90 small. 90 pounds is 90 pounds. No, no, I'm downsizing myself. I'm downsizing my life. Yeah. Moving to a smaller place up here since we spend some time. Because you're in Florida. So I have memorabilia I've got to get rid of. And I'm thinking, what can I bring Ben as a present? Oh. And this was actually the head pin on the movie set that's been sitting in my basement forever. And I got no place in a two-bedroom condominium for that. This is Kathy, awesome. Kathy said, get it, rid of this it's thing. It's a head pin. It's a head pin. That's right up your alley, Ben. It says ben. kingpin on it. It will be. <laughs> <laughs> now split. <laughs> I'll spare you. Now, I'm also going through my vast <laughs> library, and and there are two things. Uh, you're going you're gonna to want this, but these are for Ben. You already got yours. Yeah, yeah, you got yeah, some golf yeah. clubs. I'm go- I got some great golf clubs. You got clubs. some golf. Yeah. This is <laughs> Hank Philippi Ryan's oh, <laughs> mystery novel. Did she investigate and is, you? And, and this is, no, no, this is this is her very first one from, uh, it had to be in the 80s. By the way, what were her parents thinking with the uh, name Hank? Yeah. <laughs> it's Henrietta. Oh, yes, okay. Yes, it's Not much better. Uh, this is her first one, like, I don't know, in <laughs> the 90s or something. So there's cell phones that are, like, you, there's a bunch of dated things in here. Yeah. But you'll 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 feel a lot about the TV market in Boston with Hank Phillippe Ryan's first. Book report next week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I think I checked into a hotel one time as Hank Philippi Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy was real nice to me. He said, how you doing, Hank? So he got a book and he got a head pin. Yes, yeah. he did. I got something that you don't really need. Okay. But it's for you. <laughs> Is it a gad pouch? World's best sports jokes. World's Ooh. best oh, sports jokes. Look at that. I probably These wrote half of those. So bad. <laughs> now listen, and, and by the way, they're also mm, not politically correct in some That's cases. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Give um, us a couple. Yeah, we don't care about that shit. Uh, for instance, Smitty doesn't care, right, Smitty? Oh, I do. Uh, let me get. Uh, I just looked one of these up. Uh, where is the? Uh, this, this is a story about a Jewish football player. We couldn't do that in this day and age. Why not? I don't oh, know because there haven't ever been any. Um, <laughs> coach, uh, I think I can do it. I can get away with it. Yeah, Ben, you're, you're half, right? How's this one? What's yeah. the difference between a football and Prince Charles? <laughs> um, you can have sex with a football. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody? If you really try. <laughs> one's thrown to the air. The other one's heir to the throne. Oh, oh I got one for you. Do you? What's the difference between a Rosie O'Donnell and a bowling ball? <laughs> You're not getting me to say yeah. that punchline. You could eat the bowling ball if you really <laughs> yeah. had to. <laughs> In this book, they have observations from other people, like Ooh. famous people. Yeah. And there was one from Robin Williams. Now, I'm not sure you could even say this on the air. In yeah, this. you can. Well, on the pod- podcast. Sure. Uh, golf is one of the few. This is Robin Williams. Quote, golf is one of the few sports where a white man can dress like a black pimp. <laughs> well, that might get you suspended and sensitivity training. But truth is a defense. No, isn't it isn't. It? No, it is not. It isn't? I'm screwed then. Well, for instance, I thought one of my funnier lines way back in the day, <laughs> and it was in television, it was before radio, and I didn't get, got in no trouble for it whatsoever, but I might get suspended for it if I were to do it now on the air. No. Back in the, well, when I was still at Channel 7, so 19, 20 years ago, um, the Chinese national tennis team came to Longwood to play the U.S. national tennis team. And I said on the air, the only thing, the only interesting thing about the, no, the only bad thing about playing the Chinese national tennis team, an hour later you want to play them again. That's, that's, uh, that's, that's great. great. That's great. Do you think you think you could say that now? No, it's no, food. you could not. Yeah, but it doesn't. You food. can't. You can't. But that's not personal against anybody. Chinese. It doesn't it's matter. The food. It doesn't matter. It's the food. It doesn't matter. I just Mikey, had a bowl Mikey. of rice crinkles See, this here's morning. Here's the problem. Get any calls. There's, there's a small but loud group of people in this country yeah, who, yep. who suck. Who wake up yep. every day and say the following. What can I pretend to be offended about today, and what can I use that to somehow feather my nest or my position of right. importance in this world? Or yeah. point out somebody else's faults. Right. Or, you know, I mean, this, is, this, is, this is why Valparaiso University. Virtue, vir, it's virtue, uh, what, what do you call signaling. it? Signaling. Virtue yeah. signaling. Valparaiso University. Now, I get the Washington Redskins is offensive and the Natick Redmen. I get that. You know, and the Cleveland Indians or the, the the Florida State Seminoles is not because they're kind of honoring them. But I got Chief Wahoo. That was kind of a cartoonish kind of thing. Yeah. But the Valparaiso University. <laughs> well, what were they? Crusaders. Crusaders. Thank Crusaders. you. Crusaders. No good. No good. It's too Christian. No, it's 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 warlike and bellicose because the Crusades were, you know, the Christians and the Muslims fought each other in the Crusades. Yeah. And uh, a couple of times in the South in the 20s and 30s, the Ku Klux Klan referred to themselves as Crusaders. Oh, okay. So, you know, and I, I'm glad they changed it because every freaking time I think of Valparaiso University Crusaders, think of the I'm thinking KKK and sheets over the head. So I'm going to feel better now. Now, the best news is, what do you think they tra- changed it to? Uh, the Pussies. 
Well, that was the president and the, and the board of regents. Well, uh, what did they change to? The beacons. Oh, that's <laughs> exciting. Beacons. Yeah. The beacons. Now that go can't offend beacons, anybody. Go beacons. Yeah, yeah. beacons. <laughs> and is there anything worse than the Cleveland? Guardians. That's the worst thing I've ever heard. Uh, First of all, it's a disgrace to the city of Cleveland to have a bad name like that. You could pick any name in the world. The the the, the slugs would be, right. be better than yeah. than the guardians. The rivers on the river on the Cleveland River on fire. It's <laughs> it's not interesting. The Cuyahogas. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I got. They missed the obvious, Mikey. Why would it not be the Cleveland Rocks? Rocks. There you go. Think about yeah. the promotions. I mean, everybody thinks of the Rock and Roll Hall the of Fame. Brockton Rocks. We the Brockton Rocks. Yeah. R O C K S. The Rock. The Cleveland Rocks. How did that not? Win in a landslide, yeah, and, and, other... and the God Guardians is a is an abutment on a bridge. It's a concrete. <laughs> Why don't they call two of the Cleveland abutments? The the bucks, yeah, the Cleveland bucks, the Cleveland bucks. There it is. That it's a perfect. freaking buttress on a bridge. The Cleveland Brownwaters, but nobody's offended by that now. Oh, what a bunch of douchebags. Yeah. Well, I got to tell you, Dino, we appreciate you coming in here. We have a dedicated song from, from the <gasps> Castiglioke people done? for you. We aren't done, are I we? I just want to tell anybody who thinks that they're politically correct and that they're going to help me out in that regard, kiss my ass. <laughs> Fuck off. Wow. Okay. Uh, John Dennis, everybody. Let's get Joe and Jerry in here. We're hanging around at Dino's. Y'all set, true? I think so, Joe. Got my pecker cut in my zipper. Get it together. We're ready to sing now. It's the big time. Guess who just got back today? Them wild-eyed boys that had been away. Haven't changed. Haven't much to say. But man, I still think them cats are crazy. They were asking Troop if you were around, how you was, where you could be found. I told them you're living downtown, driving all the old men crazy. The boys are back in town. <laughs> I said, the boys are back in town with John Jaha. The boys are back in town. Is this the only line I have in this thing, Joe? I'd like to dedicate this song to John Dino Dennis. Not to be confused with the mayor of that Indiana town. Or whatever I said. You know that chick that used to dance a lot? Every night she'd be out on the floor shaking what she's got. Man, I tell you, she was cool. She was red hot. I mean, she was steaming at Shaw's. Remember Johnny's place? That chick got up and she slapped Johnny's face. Man, we just fell about the place. If that chick don't want to know, forget her. The boys are back in town. Ah. That part sucks. The boys are back in town. This is boring me, Joe. The boys are back in town. The boys are back in town. Fuck them. Nobody even noticed they were gone, Joe. Okay, I'm all ready. This is the big verse here. This is the one where we mentioned Dino. Spread the word around. Guess who's back in town? John Dino Dennis. You spread the word around. Is this what we call the musical interlude? Friday nights and we're dressed to kill. Down at Dino's Bar and Grill. The drink will flow, the blood will spill. If the boys want to fight... 
fuck them. The jukebox in the corner, blasting out my favorite song. These nights are getting warmer and my boner's getting long. It won't be long till summer comes. Now the boys are here again, Joe. The boys are back in town. The boys are back in town. I think I just said that. The boys are back in town. The boys are back in town. These boys are a little on the queer side. <laughs> I think they're pillow biters, Joe.